it's not E3, but you can tell that from all the gaming announcements. Adventurers, gear up for an all-new episode. Greetings, adventurer, and welcome to the Surly Nerd. Greetings, adventurers, and welcome to the show. We are the Surly Nerd, your geek news roundup for the week that was. I'm your host, James, and with me this week is our producer, Tony. Hey. And our co-host, Hector. Hello. And we are back after Snowmageddon 2021, Mm -hmm. where all three of us were trapped in a two-bedroom apartment together, hoping that we could keep our power and water on. Spoilers, that did not happen. Nope. (laughs) Uh, It was a little bit crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was a nuts week. It, oh man. Yeah, we yeah, were, I was I was sleeping right over there for about three nights. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, we did the best that we could. Mm-hmm. Nobody killed each other. No. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. We yeah. didn't we, we, we die had a from cold. Good time. Yeah, like, like 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 in spite of everything, like we were trapped inside and it was cold. It was all balls outside. And at one point, we lost power. I lost water for a few days. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, we hung out. We watched TV. I found a new TV show. We all, you know, ate together and just kind of... I got to cook for everybody, which I love yeah. to cook. I love to cook for my friends. So it was just mm-hmm. like, a, hey, I get to cook for everybody. Oh, this is going to be oh, so man. good. Next week, I, you'll probably want to say something about what I'm feeding you guys tomorrow. Y'all are gonna yeah, we're going to do one division night. You're going to yeah. cook for us. Yeah, yeah. We, we couldn't do it Friday because my power was still off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, yeah, we, so we're... We're doing one division every Friday. So we've got... Two episodes of WandaVision for tomorrow, mm-hmm. and like whatever we decide to watch after that. Yeah, I'm excited. Super exciting. Uh, so this week is going to be all news and nothing but geek news. There was no room for a boss room this week, as apparently every gaming studio in the history of ever had some kind of announcement. Yeah. So before we start, don't forget that you can head over to patreon.com slash thesurlynerd, where as a patron of our show, you can suggest suggest topics for us to talk about. We have an upcoming mini-sode um, on the Final Fantasy VII Remake in the works, um, thanks to one of our patrons, Keith. It kind of got delayed due to Texas going insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we were, I, I was starting to work on the script for it, and then just everything died. I was like, I, I don't have the energy to yeah. work on this right now. So I apologize, but we are getting that down the road. And if you are w- one of our patrons, you will get to hear the episode first because we're actually going to post the episode up there first. It will be aired to everybody uh, later, but for our, our patrons, it's a special gift of mm-hmm. us re- getting really drunk and ranting about Final Fantasy VII Remake for a while. Oh, yeah. With all that out of the way, ladies and gentlemen, adventurers of all ages, it's time for The Prelude. Prelude. All right, this is The Prelude. This is what we've been doing with ourselves this week, what we've been wait- playing, what we've been watching, what's been occupying our free time. Oh, we've had a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> Hector, why don't we start with you? Well, um, if you count, because we were off last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this week, I've done basically nothing but catch up on life. You know, mm-hmm. I got water back at my house. I cleaned everything. I so much emptied work. out my entire fridge. I did all of my laundry. <laughs> you know, so I did nothing interesting this week, video like, like entertainment-wise. Yeah. Like, I kept watching Star Trek because it's my comfort zone. Uh, right now, and so last, that's what I last did. night was me, that me and Twin Peaks. Yeah. It was Twin Peaks Day yesterday. Oh, it was so, Twin Peaks Day. And I was like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm just going to binge some fucking Twin Peaks. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but uh, last week, um, I got exposed to uh, Star Trek Lower Decks by Tony. Yeah. Uh, he's always exposing himself to me like that. <laughs> yeah. um, I like expo- expo- exposing my Lower Decks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, that's the good. animated series uh, on Amazon, right? It's on CBS, CBS All Access. Oh, okay. access. Yes. If you have Amazon, you can buy CBS All Got Access it. Got it. Okay. because right. 
because some this, people all this do is that for dumb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> we have more to say about that later. But I, I was absolutely converted into a lower decks fan. I am not a huge fan. If you watched our Star Trek episode, you know I don't like much Star Trek outside of the Next Generation, um, outside of like niche things like the Orville, and the movies are always fun. But Lower Decks really got me because it had that same kind of Orville-like humor where it makes fun of the mundanity of uh, being in Starfleet. And man, I loved it. I loved all the... We, we've been to like half the season mm-hmm. and I... Yeah. It, the 20-minute episodes yeah. there. <laughs> and it's great. Can't recommend it enough. Um, haven't played any new video games. I thought about getting into Valheim this week, but it just seemed like a lot. It does seem like a lot. <laughs> it seems, like, it seems a like a lot. Everybody I know so, is playing it right now. Yeah, so I'll get into it eventually and I'll report back here, but uh, that, that's all I have. All right, Tony, would you... Um, I have a couple notes of uh, three movies that I watched uh, mm-hmm. recently. Um, I'll just say them and then we can talk about them. Monster Hunter, Relic, and Promising Young Woman. Which one should we really oh, talk man. about first? Okay, so please... All three of those are a lot. The only <laughs> one I care about in that list is Promising Young Woman. Whatever happens, please okay. don't tell me what it's about. Or uh, oh, I know what it's about. Please yeah. don't tell me anything about it. Promising Young Woman is a very good movie. Mm-hmm. Watch it. Genre? Right yeah, yeah, yeah. No, give us a main, main plot. I, I don't mean to, like, don't talk about the movie. Oh, just okay. Don't, just, I'm <laughs> going to watch it is what I'm saying, so be kind. Okay, yeah. I wasn't going to give anything away yeah. for any of them, but those are the three things that I watched, and they're all um, female-led movies, I guess. And I was like, I, I kind of didn't realize that until I was making my notes. I was like, oh, awesome. Um, Promising Young Woman is a revenge-esque story. Okay. Of someone who, um, something bad happened in college Mm -hmm. and they are kind of taking it out on, or she's taking it out on men, um, at night, kind of like revenge plot thing, but then there's this. Like Lady Vengeance? Yeah, kind of like. It's not as violent, um, (laughs) but it's also a, a romantic comedy. Oh, okay. So it's a oh. dark romantic comedy. This seems like a lot of fun. Already. It's a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, Got it. Um, Bo, uh, everybody is great in it, and I. This is the first time I've seen Bo Burnham. I think as an acting role. Oh, I love Bo and Burnham. He acts. He's good. He's really good in it. Yeah. <laughs> everybody yeah. is fucking great in it. Um, Relic is a really fun horror movie that came out last year. Um, not a lot of people watched it. I don't feel. Um, in that case, I'm just going to kind of spoil what that's about because I'm pretty sure neither of y'all are ever going to watch it. Um, and neither are our listeners. This is just a me thing. Um, <laughs> Relic is a horror movie about dementia. Speci- in, in that you are watching someone go away. Like, you're watching this old woman break down and through it you're not sure, like, who's who. It, it's, it's an interesting horror movie. Okay. I liked it. Um, but it's not a suggestion I can give for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, the Monster but Hunter. Monster though. Hunter. But the Monster Hunter, Hunter of it. I'm glad you saved that one for last. Yeah, yes. I, uh, it's the only one I actually have additional notes on. Um, it says, before I go into anything, Tony Jaw is hands down just the best. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. And then my next and only other note is suffers from I want to be an action franchise-itis and not for its benefit. Mm. Um, it ends, just to kind of spoil the ending of the movie... It ends on the, here's the next movie that's going to happen scene. So exactly uh, yeah. what they did with Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah it's, it's that. It's, it's still it's, W.S. Anderson, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's why Mimola Jovovich is starring. And yeah. 
Yeah, no, I was always going to watch it. I would have seen it in theaters if I had the option, yeah. honestly, because th- those movies are fine. They're fine. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're a great afternoon, I guess. Yeah, yeah no, as, for what it was, if this is getting Tony Jaw more in, uh, access mm-hmm. to American people so he can get in more movies and shit, fuck yes, because he is amazing in this movie. Yeah. And Tony John needs to know I, that there I didn't is think an anybody. Actor. I didn't think anybody was going to walk away from the Monster Hunter movie. And be like, that was a fun time. Yeah, Tony John needs to know. Just if I know you're listening, Tony. <laughs> if uh, in English, uh, if, <laughs> if if there is an entire subculture of a minus action movies that are made specifically for Netflix from several different countries, I would watch. Any of those, oh. if you were in them, a hundred times. Because they're pretty good. They've got yeah. great choreography, B-list actors for the most part, yeah. and, you know, like pl- like throwaway plots. But it's a lot of fight choreography, and I love it. Be in those. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I've got just two real quick. Um, I played demos this week. Oh, this week. Yeah. Um, I did the... Pl- Project Triangle Strategy Demo, oh, shit. which is a fucking horrible name. Yeah, that, that is a lost in translation we, we, name right Well, no, there. they said that it's the, the tentative name for it. Right. This is the not Final Fantasy Tactics game that was released on the Switch. The demo for it was released on the Switch. I'm not mm. fully through it. Um, I hear it's about five hours long to get through the whole thing. Um, very well voice acted for a game that's like, you know, 2.5D. Really? Yeah, surprisingly. Voice, yeah, acting. it was all in the demo. Um my big takeaway from this is don't let Square Enix lie to you. This is a Final Fantasy Tactics game. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty I, sure they're just going like, to end up calling it Final Fantasy like, Tactics. Like, there was a character on the back of a bird fighting at one point, and I'm like, you could just pallet swap that, and that's a chocobo. Mm-hmm. Like, if this doesn't end up being a Final Fantasy Tactics game, like, I will just shit myself. It's just like, is it okay if you rip if you rip yourself <laughs> off at that point? No. <laughs> why, would you, why would it matter? The entire world is clamoring for the next Final Fantasy Tactics game. Yeah. We no. haven't had one in you forever. You have to ride out in this one right i'm like <laughs> fuck that bullshit give me a goddamn yellow bird but like the, like one of the main characters has a fucking spear and does a jump up in the air power oh, move and yeah. i'm like yeah i know what class that is because that's my class that i play yeah um like i'm just sitting there and i'm like everything about this just reeks final fantasy tactics they just were afraid to slap the label on it like just do it guys yeah and, and if it isn't a final fantasy tactics game do some palette swaps. Put the fucking label on there. So, so, so yeah, based on what Brooklyn said, that it's the same people who did Octopath. I have, like, a small theory where Square Enix looked at Octopath and goes, oh, fuck. We, we, we have, that. that's that's our next tactics game. Y'all, come over here, and I need you to make a tactics game and then palette swap it to Final Fantasy at the last second. So <laughs> right. no one knows you're doing it. So that we can blow people's fucking minds. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the other thing that I did, and I'm so glad that Brooklyn's in the chat for this, uh, we played some Guilty Gear Strive. Oh, good, good. My buddy Ross has been playing that too. How do you yeah, like it? the fucking beta was excellent. Rollback netcode is something that I will definitely not explain right now. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, it made the game so gratifying. I was on Discord uh, with Brooklyn. We did like a training session together. Nice. Um, so we hopped into Discord. Uh, we talked theory. We talked. Uh, he introduced me to a new character that I really am super into that I like. Did wouldn't even normally touched. Mm-hmm. Um, Everything about it was fantastic. Almost all the characters were available. There was like one character that wasn't available, and she got announced like right afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say that very rarely am I this person, but this might be a day one pickup for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I will 
maybe get it for the PS4, and then when it comes over to PC, move over to PC. Yeah. Uh, the big the big difference for me was this is my first time that I I'm really going and just using a controller. Mm. Um, normally, I've got my my fight oh, stick. Fight stick yeah. yeah, and I'm I don't know. There was something really comfortable about using a controller. Mm. It, I felt like I was getting my moves. Uh, more smoothly, but there's something to be said for for both things. Like, oh, for sure. You, there's a lot of discussion in the community whether or not like you know one's better than the other, and people say really just go with what you're comfortable with mm -hmm. because you're going to perform better at that point. Yeah. But everything about Guilty Gear Strive was so fantastic. The animation is crisp and clean, and the only beef I have with it, and this is a big one, is that the lobby system is fucking horrendous. Oh, really? They tried to be cute with it. So I played Grand Blue, mm -hmm. and in Grand Blue, they have a little system where in the lobby, you go into a lobby, and there's a bunch of Japanese-style arcade cabinets, and your little character walks up to one, and it sits down, and you wait for somebody oh, to walk up, and cute. they sit down, and they cute. do it. Okay. In this one, they do this whole pixel art art thing where you get dropped in, and you get to customize your little avatar however you mm -hmm. want, blah, blah, blah. And you have to like pull out your weapon. you got to hold your weapon out and wait till somebody else walks up to you and pulls out your weapon. But when there's a lot of people on the server, this shit gets cluttered. Oh. Like, fucking give me back like Street Fighter V basic lobby system. Click yeah. lobby, hit enter, hit fight. Like, I, I understand you're trying to be cute and like try and do something different with the lobby system mm -hmm. so that people aren't bored while they're in a lobby waiting for a fight. But like, my God, man. It's, yeah. It was so hard. And that was the one place where there was problems with um, the internet connections. Oh, okay. Because the rollback netcode net is for fighting. It's mm. not for lobbies. Yeah. So there were times where Brooklyn was like trying to set up a fight with me, and he's two levels above the plane that I'm on, and, uh, and it's because there's latency issues there. Gotcha. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, that's that's what it is. Guilty Gear is going to be fantastic. It's going to be the next big fighting game. Like Sweet. it's uh, it, it was so... It's, it's our Arc Systems work. Yeah, right? Arc Systems work. Yeah, yeah, every it, time they make a game, it it's blew like the next up, best fighting it game. It blew up so much that the, you literally could not log in the first day because the servers had crashed, and they yeah, had to right. extend the beta by two days because they're like, ah, sorry. <laughs> no one could play. No one could play, so here you go. Uh, so yeah, Guilty Gear, super looking forward to it. Every time I say, like, maybe I'm retired from fighting games, then something like this comes out, and I'm like, nope, bitches, I'm back. Let's go. Yep. Uh, all right, that's everything we have for the prelude this week. We're going to take a small break. When we come back, we'll be going into our main news segment in the weekly raid. Weekly raid. Hey, adventurers, welcome back to the show. This is the weekly raid, our news roundup for the week. There was just too much news this week. So instead of doing a boss room, we're just going to be doing the news in two sections. So we're going to be doing not gaming news, which will be very short. <laughs> and then we will be doing all the gaming news because that's what the fucking week was in the world of geek news was just like every gaming announcement ever. Mm -hmm. So let's jump into not gaming news. First up. Shudder has already ordered a third season of Creepshow, and season two hasn't even aired. It'll air in April, but it hasn't aired yet. Yeah, yeah. I That's mean, okay, cool. Pump it into my veins. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The Creepshow is a fantastic fucking show. Yeah. Yep. Keep fucking making more of it. Greg yep. Nicotero is killing it on this. Mm -hmm. yep. Super excited. And of course, you've got like the King lineage behind this thing. You have Joe Hill working, you doing stuff for it. You've got King himself doing stuff for it. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Creepshow is able to pump out things like, oh, we... We wanted to do a Christmas special, but we can't. Hey, we have voice actors and animators. Let's do a creep show animated special. The fact they're able to pull this kind of stuff off, this is the reason that Shudder has be 
begun getting momentum in a maybe I should buy this service space mm -hmm. because they've started putting on quality horror movies, quality original horror movies that they're buying from places like Sundance, mm -hmm. yeah. and then putting on content, original content like Creepshow. This is what you want to see when you see a new up-and-coming streaming service. Sci-Fi Channel. Learn from this, please. So Unlike fucking CBS. No, they ha they used to make oh, good sorry, content. We, I don't mean to sign. No, no, no. For the sci-fi channel. Unlike fucking CBS, who announced this week that they were going to be canceling Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone after two seasons. Yeah, fuck. fuck I mean... What uh, the fuck? <laughs> it was such a good show. There, 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 can't be, there, there has to be a service somewhere that's like, oh my God, give me that. Right. Jordan Peele was doing a show for you and you stopped him? He Jordan Peele stopped, was doing The Twilight Zone with the direct approval of the family. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, come on. Like, Rod Serling's family was like, yep, he's the one that we absolutely approved. Well, the did they cancel it? I mean, you know, with this CBS, CBS, CBS canceled like, so, it. Oh, no. I mean, when a show gets canceled, it can be canceled because the viewership isn't there. It can also be canceled because, hey, we're sure. done with this story. Like a See, lot of Netflix I, I, shows I, get canceled and they're also like, no, we're also just done. The article said Jordan Peele quit the show. Yeah. Because if CBS wanted to make more of it and Jordan Peele said no, that would be the headline. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, fun fact, uh, Jordan Peele turned down doing The Twilight Zone uh, several yeah. times before he finally signed on for it because he did not believe that he could live up to the, the legacy of Rod Serling. Mm -hmm. And his daughter, Rod Serling's daughter, came in and said, look, I've seen what you can do and you're, the way that you handle political commentary you were my only choice to do this. You said Did, you never watched season two, right? I have not watched season two yet. Me neither. Maybe we should add that to Fridays. Maybe yeah. that's why I got canceled. Yeah, that'd be good stuff. I mean, that absolutely could be it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. What else happened this week? Oh, the television rights to Jessica Jones and the Punisher went back to Marvel over the last week. That is excellent news. The more, like, just, I mean, fuck. I mean, don't like, recast, like, don't recast Jessica Jones. Yeah, don't, don't recast any <laughs> of the people who were put in the Netflix show, please. Right? You can maybe, maybe, you know what? You don't even have to recast, in air quotes, uh, Iron Fist. Just be like, hey, there's another Iron Fist, and he's appropriate. Uh, <laughs> where the white guy's going to go back and live wherever. No one cares. <laughs> but, like, you can do that and still bring that white-ass actor around sometimes and be like, hey, remember Iron Fist? And the, you know, actual Asian Iron Fist is like, no. And then, like, I, I, I would love that. I, I would watch that. Please do that. But... Don't recast anyone. You yeah. don't want the crazy ending of Iron Fist where there's now the three Iron Fists and they... That they sounds I, great. I, haven't, I haven't finished Iron Fist, so I don't know. <laughs> All right, cool. So, I just spoiled something that makes no sense. All right. <laughs> uh, also in fun news, Edgar Wright is directing a new adaptation of Stephen oh, King's The Running Man. I grew up watching Running Man. So if you've never seen The Running Man, it's, it is about a person who is in a, a killer game show. Right? This is before The Hunger Games. Way before. Yeah. This is a... Early to mid-80s, I think, mm -hmm. because of the age of Arnold Schwarzenegger, who yep. was the lead at the time. Um, yeah, this movie is off the fucking rails. It's like, it, it makes no sense, but I love it. The dude gets put it's into so a fucking... game show where he literally... It, it comes off like Legends of the Hidden Temple, where he starts a game like going down like a slide in a chute. And then when he gets to the game show, it's the apocalypse. And they're just dudes with chainsaws yep. and freaking chains. And they're coming after him. And for whatever reason, he's wearing a futuristic leotard. And they're all in like leather-clad biker get-up and spikes. Uh, How is so this I, not one so of King's coke-fueled not, nightmares? I have not read the original version, which is when he... <laughs> 
wrote it under Richard Bachman. I read a lot. I didn't of, know uh, it was written. I yeah, thought it was yeah. just a movie. Nope. Uh, Stephen King wrote it under Richard Bachman. Um, I haven't read a lot of the Richard Bachman stuff. I read a ton of King, but not the Bachman stuff. I don't actually know if the future success. The future success setting, if I remember the cover of the book, said the year is twenty twenty five. Probably. Um, so I hope he does that. That's in this gonna one. that's gonna be weird. No, he um, comes out in twenty. The year is twenty twenty five. He comes out. And you're like, cool. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> um, whether or not it'll be futuristic or not, I don't know. Um, because I haven't read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we did. Uh, Edgar Wright did say the this movie that he is working on is going to adhere much closer to the original source material okay. than the Arnold version of it. I mean, fuck Edgar Wright's easily one of my favorite living directors. Edgar Wright doing Stephen King just like makes me happy inside. Yeah, and this is a movie from my childhood, and I don't know how much homage he's going to pay to the movie. I don't care if he has none. I just I want to see the next Edgar Wright movie. I know that for a fact. But the fact that he picked this title mm-hmm. makes me out of everything that he could he, be he doing. Had, he had a plan. He's got to have something going on. Yeah, he has a he, he has a distinct idea for this that we do yeah, not well, know yet. And it's going to be great. Is if he did it, he's probably excited about it. Right. He's probably like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, I have a good take on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Korean zombie hit Train to Busan is getting a U.S. remake. James Wanham will be producing it. We didn't need that. Um, Train to Busan is an awesome movie. I think it's on Netflix. Please go watch it and appreciate it. Uh, I believe he's getting a very famous Indonesian director um, who's done several like very popular horror films to be the director for it. But why? The movie's Korean. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know why they would remake it. Um, this is what worries me so much about Parasite. Mm-hmm. Because um, they're doing the HBO limited series. Well, no, not, not about that. About about a remake of the movie Parasite for oh, an okay. English audience. Right, right, right. Because we love doing that stupid shit in this country. Mm. And obviously Parasite will never need one. Um, and please don't do that, anyone. It would be the least tasteful thing you could do. But Train to Busan is kind of a close second for me. Right. Because I, 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 I associated I, I that movie I, I with I haven't the host. seen it, mm-hmm. but I've heard so many good things about it. It's a fantastic zombie yeah. movie, especially because it's a zombie movie set in modern times, and that can get so tired. Mm-hmm. And we've all suffered through how many years of right. The Walking Dead. Yeah. And this movie made it interesting. It did all the right things. It made the zombie movie about the people reacting to zombies and cool. not about the zombies. And that makes it a good zombie movie. All right. Uh, Tim Burton is going to be making an Adams Family show for Netflix based on Wednesday Adams. Here's the description. The series is a sleuthing, supernaturally infused mystery charting Wednesday Adams years as a student at Nevermore Academy. Wednesday's attempts to master her emerging psychic power thwart a monstrous killing spree that has terrorized the local town and solved the supernatural mystery that has embroiled her parents 25 years ago, all while navigating her new and very tangled relationships at Nevermore. Tony, I know exactly what you're going to say. Please say it for the audience. I will believe this comes out when it actually comes out because it's another thing for Tim Burton saying he's doing something with Adam's family and then nothing comes of it. Oh, that, that's not at all what I thought you were going to say. Oh, I thought, I thought that's no, 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 no. My thought, what I thought you were going to say is this sounds like the plot of Sabrina. Oh yeah, no, it's also that. <laughs> I was. You're doing Wednesday Adams, <laughs> but yeah. it's also the plot of Sabrina. It is. I was like, this is cool. I, I liked it when it was called Sabrina the Teenage Witch, <laughs> but I didn't know if that was where we should start at because. I don't think it's actually going to happen, but apparently it is. Net- when, when Netflix confirms things, they tend to... that right. You're locked so, so, in. So Netflix is great about throwing appropriate money at appropriate people. Yeah. Um, and, and right-sizing a budget to a thing. And if the creators do well with it, then great. And it all depends on the creator at that point. 
I don't know what kind of money they're going to throw at this. I don't mm. know if they're going to throw Tim Burton Batman money or Tim Burton Corpse Bride money at this. But right. if you told me, if you didn't tell me who the director was and you said someone on Netflix is making an Adams Family show about Wednesday Adams going to high school, I'd be like, fucking cool. sign me up. Yeah, Hook right. me up to the machine, pump it into my veins. I can't wait to see what that's like. I don't have no idea if it'll be good, mm. but I'm definitely going to try it out on day one. I'm and definitely going to try it out. Yeah, and yeah. when you attached Tim Burton to it, I was like, hmm, yeah. I might not see this for a while, but I'll try it out on day one. Sure. He kind of yeah, had it's... no effect on my, on my liking of it because I feel like anyone making this show would have used Tim Burton as an inspiration anyway. Right, yeah. I completely see where you're coming from. The I have the issues with this thing, and in, in the Tim, I call it the Tim Burton of it all, is all of his movies for a while have been fucking awful CGI trash. Mm-hmm. And he needs to not do that if he's right. doing a live-action Adams Family that would just... Yeah, because we've already seen what happens when he makes fucking good Adam's family. Do not fucking CGI the shit out of this in right. making bad fucking Dumbo. Right. I don't like it when he does that crap. And whenever he just, everybody wants him to do more Adam's family stuff because we really liked that movie. It was really fun. Hmm. Yeah, but you've seen it where his career went. <laughs> He's had, he's, he's had a rough career. He's had a rough career. He's had a he, 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 storied career for sure. Tim Burton is very much a and what have Helen you done Bonham for me lately? Way too Doctor, old to be playing Doctor. young Wednesday Adams. <laughs> Who is Helena Bonham Carter? That's, is too young to be playing because he, he has to cast her in as the oh, everything. That's and every, making yeah. a joke. I was yeah. like, "There's no way." No, but she's going to be in it. <laughs> like, yeah, no, who cares? Yeah, and Mila Jovovich was in Monster Hunter. It, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but, she's but literally ninety percent of that shit. movie. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So next up, uh, the Halo television show. Right, we've been all yeah. been waiting for that. Showtime is doing a Halo show. Yep. We were all very excited. We're like Showtime money. See, now I'm confused. If it's a Halo show mm-hmm. being created on Showtime. With Showtime. With Showtime. Or originally, on, it was, originally, it was going to be on Showtime, which right. the news this week is Showtime is producing the Halo show, mm-hmm. but now it's going to be released on the Viacom CBS streaming service, Paramount+. Plus. Paramount makes movies. What the fuck is happening right now? The darkest timeline is happening. No one is going... <laughs> Paramount, you, you, I, I've watched a lot of your movies over the years, maybe too many. Um... You, 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 I, I, you're, you're a perfectly decent studio, probably subject to a lot of the same foibles and heights as many movie studios. You make movies. You do not make a streaming service. Stop. Everyone, please stop trying to make me subscribe to another service. I'm happy to subscribe to Showtime if they have a bunch of good content, uh, because it's Showtime and it does both movies and TV, much like HBO Max. Much like Cinemax or well, you know all of the other ones, no one is going to subscribe to your shit. They're going to try hard. Please though. stop trying. In fact, also in Paramount News, they're just encouraging people to illegally download shit with this stuff. <laughs> but also in Paramount Plus News, following up with Halo, the series moving over, 
um, a new Pet Cemetery movie is in the works for the service, specifically for Paramount Plus. Is it a sequel to the last remake? No, apparently it's going to be an entirely new remake, which is upsetting Damn. because that last want... movie was really good. Yeah, it was a great remake it was, of it Pet was, Cemetery. It was yeah. a perfectly serviceable yeah. Pet Cemetery. Now I want a perfectly serviceable Pet Cemetery too. Nobody right. wants Pet Nobody Cemetery. Nobody. Wants no one ever wanted the first Pet Cemetery too. First of all, <laughs> I had that could give me fucking you get nightmares. The movie, you get what happened. You don't need to watch it. It's like, oh, then we buried Grandma there when the next family moved in. No one needs that. Yeah, yeah, it's all horrible. Okay, that's all of the non-gaming news. We need another to this week. This fucking book anyway. No, we do. So. Everybody grab a drink, because we are about to settle into a giant week in gaming news. Mm. To start. First up, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 has been delayed again. Paradox has parted ways with the developer of the game, Hardsuit Labs, and is currently transferring those assets over to a new studio. This is a huge blow to fans who have been waiting for this game to release this year. I feel mean saying this in front of you, James. But I'm going to. And radio, I apologize for the non-video, but delayed. Yeah. Yeah, I did air quotes, radio. Um, uh, Yeah, there's... When games switch developers entirely, um, they either don't get released or get released in such a sorry state that the studio doesn't promote them. They're just trying to get it out the door because they are contractually obligated to. If this game comes out and is good, I will happily and joyously eat my words. But this feels like a death knell. Yeah. Would you, game, would, you like to, would you like to tell the audience what you bought me for my birthday, by the way? Yeah. I got you Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines too, Because I, I, I really wanted you to play the game and enjoy it and be like, Hector, you need to get this game. And then I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm getting the game. So that I could like be a vampire for a while and walk around and do cool shit in Seattle. Yep. Come on, that's where I grew up. I loved everything about this game. This game would be my life if I, for some reason, fell into a Twilight book by accident. <laughs> like, like this is what I would be doing. Hector and, as a vampire is, would be very amusing. Yes, to me. I would be. I would be. Oh man, I would be the most famous. I, I, I would need. I would need to sit down and figure out what clan you are. It's going to take me a while. Yeah. Like no, absolutely. So, but oh, God, this I is... really wanted this game to come out. This game, um, whenever you said it comes out in like in a not great state, mm-hmm. this is perfect. The fans of Bloodlines liked fixing it. Now they get to do the same thing again. <laughs> Except the game's not out. That's the thing is when it comes out, it'll be in a broken state, much yeah. like the first one. Right. And the fans have to do all of the work. Right. Well, this is exactly not- uh, this is a, this is this is the plan from the beginning, guys. <laughs> it's all part of the conspiracy. I, not, I, I have a big disappointment, <laughs> and I am very upset about this, but maybe maybe good things will happen. Maybe good things will happen. Um, mm. Let's get to some weird gaming news. Oh, El- yeah, lots of that. There was a ton of it. Uh, El Shaddai, which is a game based on the Hebrew text, The Book of Enoch. Uh, it was a game that was released 10 years ago. You have to say the whole title. It's El Shaddai. Ascension of the Metatron, just for all of you who didn't have enough syllables in your life. Yes, thank you very much. This is a game that released 10 years ago, and it was announced this week that it's coming to PC. Just out of nowhere. Just like, yeah. remember this game from 10 years ago? It was, it was and right. everyone was like, no. No, we don't. We don't it, remember. It no apparently got some pretty high ratings when it came out. Okay, so I worked at GameStop when this game came out. All right. Out. Ooh, um, this would be a good story. Yeah, it, it, it was on PlayStation 3, and they let us um, as, use the GameStop as a library 
in the case that we would recommend a game that we might not have been able to afford to buy to customers. Because you worked at GameStop. Exactly. We can't afford to shop there. We <laughs> right. work there. So anyway, so yeah, one, you know, I was the one following this game. Nobody else even knew what it was. And we must have gotten like four copies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no one's going to buy that. I'm taking one home. And they're like, yeah, take an unwrapped, take a wrapped one. Like, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. So I took it home and played it. I didn't play all of it. I played probably like two nights worth of it before I took it back. It was very interesting, very artistic, very cool. But you could tell it's that it's very people, stylized. Yes, incredibly stylized. You can tell that the people who made it did not give a fuck if you liked playing it. They were like, <laughs> I'm making this thing to get something off of my chest. Mm-hmm. And I hope you like it. That's what playing that game We are like. literally going to translate a Hebrew text <laughs> into game form. Deal with it? Yeah. When you get into like, especially when you get into like the really deep old uh, Christian stuff and some of the offshoots of it, uh, the Jewish stuff too, you get into like all kinds of interesting fables about angels and, you know, they're basically demigods at that Mm -hmm. point. You get lots of really cool stuff. And this game was all about it and threw in a bunch of like stained glass imagery and like the game went from a 3D fighter to a 2D platformer very like smoothly. And this is well before Nier Automata. This was a very interesting, cool art house game that I didn't think anyone remembered but me. And apparently they're just like, and now it's released. Yeah, yeah. So when I saw that, I was like... I'm hallucinating. There's a a gas leak in my house. There's something's going on. But no, there it is. And if that wasn't random enough, the 2005 tactical first-person shooter Star Wars Republic Commando that first came out on the original Xbox Mm -hmm. is getting re-released on the PS4 and Switch in April. It's going to be about 15 bucks. The game was fun. Yeah. I mean, that's... I, I, I will. It was fun. Yeah. 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 It's clo- more Clone Wars? Yeah. yeah there you go. You know, cleaned you up. Play it on 15 bucks. Oh, they said all the multiplayer components are going to be removed and all that. Yeah. But, like, it's just here's the story. The story's worth 15 bucks. Please go play. Yeah. Oh, the multiplayer it, it, was really good. It, it's the best um, game that's ever been made about a stormtrooper uh, by a lot. <laughs> right. Um, like like it's genuinely fun to play and you get you have like like you really like your squad mates mm-hmm. you know and yeah it, it's a great game it makes you feel like you're playing a Star Wars game but also a little bit like a, like a tactical like shooter because you can control your squad mates right you can tell them to like do stuff yes and they're smart enough to rescue you when you go down oh cool that's that that's the most interesting part and that was the part that a lot of reviewers had uh, took umbrage with was that if you went down during a fight there is a chance that the rest of your squad fizzes, finishes the fight for you and then reses you mm. so that you can continue going. Mm. And it was like, well, every time I died, I just kind of went to make a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, like, I like that, though. I like the idea that somebody would rescue me if, I'm, if I go down. It was they cool. Do, it, do that in, in Halo um, 5 has that aspect to it because yeah. mm. you're part of a squad, and if you are playing by yourself, the AI just goes, yep. get up. <laughs> or they try to, and you watch them fumble around rocks and not be able to walk because they're AIs. <laughs> I'm so excited to, to bring this next piece of news up. Oh, boy. Illinois State Representative Marcus C. Evans Jr. is looking to amend a 2012 law that bans the sale of violent video games to children. The wording would change to ban the sale of all violent video games in the state. This is because there's been an increase in the number of carjackings in Chicago, and he's blaming games like Grand Theft Auto for the increase in carjackings in Chicago. What's the guy's name? Uh, Marcus C. Evans Jr. 
He is a, a Democrat in Chicago. Okay, so Marcus, there's this thing as a politician you should really know about, and I'm gonna just just look it up, Google it as soon as soon as you can. It's called poverty. Um, just just look that up, <laughs> and um, once you once you figure it out, because it's not gonna it, it's not gonna it's not gonna make sense to you the fact that there there should be money and there's not. But when there's no money and you need some to live, sometimes you commit crimes because criming gets you money. Um, I believe it's pronounced monies at that point. Monies. Yeah. yeah. What, 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 you, if you do more than one crime. Yeah. Well, right. Well, well, you go out violencing and okay. you get money. Right? Not always violencing. So well, not always violencing, polite. but always the threat of violencing. Oh, yes. So, so anyway, so, so when that happens, you get a thing worth money from someone who wouldn't be willing to give it to you otherwise. And then you can eat. The people doing this aren't playing Grand Theft Auto Five. They probably sold their copy of Grand Theft they, Auto they, Five they, to feed they, their family. They probably sold their couch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, uh, what year is it? How can I don't understand how politicians can still get away with this? Uh, the the uh, fact that we're having in this right? Like this, is, it blows my fucking mind. And like it. The fact that we are still having this discussion that like, sure, we can have the discussion of the violence in video games. I feel like that's that's a general discussion that one can have. Yeah, I guess. But, so, but so here's what's going on, though. When, when it comes to this news story is that we found out that there's the carjackings are going up, especially in urban areas. And this is throughout the country. Yeah. And that the people perpetuating these crimes are usually under 18. Mm. Um, this usually happens either because these kids are very desperate and realize that they don't go to jail for long when they do this, if they get caught for it, or because no one will suspect them of the crime when they approach a car. Right. So it's like a perfect, uh, you know, mode of opportunity. It has nothing to do with the fact that small children play video games because in this day and age, that's not the case. I watched a streamer today correct one of the people talking to him saying, dude, my demographic is like 35 and up. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's, that's where most violent video games are these days. Right. They're catering to people like me and James and Tony, not to 15-year-olds. 15-year-olds are playing Fortnite. And you know what there isn't in Fortnite? Cars to jack. Yeah. You 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 yeah. heat someone into a bush and you floss on their corpse. You do not jack cars. <laughs> yeah, this whole thing really frustrated me when I say it because I do, I do have a family member who works for Rockstar and he posted about it when it happened. He was just like, his literal response was like, what fucking year was it? Yeah. Like, like I cannot believe we are having this discussion. I thought we have shut this discussion down like 10 years ago, but here we are doing it all over again. I, I have a question about it, though. So it's to, to children. So you have to be over 18 to buy Grand Theft Auto, right? Yeah, absolutely. You had to be 18 and, and, and the That's the current and, state reg yeah, regulation. The, and the carjackings are with people under 18. Almost exclusively. Cool. So how'd they get to play the game? No, that, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> You'd be a great lawyer, Tony. You miss your yeah, calling. Like, well, get out of tech. Like we have this covered law-wise. Um, we've we've done this already. Maybe we enforce some. Of these. Somebody call Legal Eagle. Tony needs to step up and take his position because oh, obviously that's how it works. Legal Eagle tomorrow guest star Tony, <laughs> and everyone goes who? But it's just Tony just yelling about laws. I think it would be very popular. I would honestly. totally watch that. I would show. absolutely watch that show. <laughs> Oh, let's see here. All right. So now it's time to get into the big things that happened this week. Mm. So we have three areas that we need to cover. We have the Nintendo Direct, we have BlizzCon, and we have Sony State of Play mm -hmm. with some additional Sony news in there. Mm -hmm. So if you, need, if, if you need to grab a drink, now's the time. Here we go. Yep. So... 
First up, the 50-minute Nintendo Direct. So to kick this off, we got a new Smash Fighter announcement who is a Xenoblade character. Mm -hmm. From what I understand, um, while the character looked good, it didn't particularly go over well in the Smash community. Right. Uh, the Smash community's main gripe was that it was another sword user. And there right. are a lot of sword users, and they really wanted something a little more creative. Right. I disagree simply because the last several characters that were added were in, in very, very creative character-wise. Okay. This one seemed interesting because it had two forms. Yes, yeah, and, and two-form characters are great. I mean, you can go all the way back to Sheik, and I believe Sheik is two different characters now, Sheik and Zelda. I don't oh, think you can a, transform anything. Yeah, I haven't picked the new Smash, so I don't know. Yeah, I've played it, but it's been it's been a few years. Mm-hmm. I, I've played a lot of it, but it's been a few years. Smash has been out for a little while. But they're still adding characters to the game. They're mm-hmm. still adding content to the game, like, every year. And I almost feel like the, I, the director I, I, I just wants like... this to be his last one. Is like, I'll just keep adding to this one, guys. I don't know. I feel like... There's something to be said about that, It's really hard to get everybody excited about a Smash character. Like, I feel like when Joker was announced, like, everybody got super hyped. Like, Joker, Persona 5, fuck Mm -hmm. yes, on the Switch. Can we have it with Cloud? Yeah, Yeah, Cloud. That was a big deal. When Snake showed up, that was a big deal. Right? Um, But now we're kind of... Almost, we I, bottom I, of the barrel. I don't want to say. Guy. I don't want to say end of life for Smash uh, because there's definitely a lot of Smash to be had. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It's going to take a lot to get another character put out there that's going to drive up that kind of hate, that hype that you know somebody like Joker did. Yeah, they usually try to do one to two characters per franchise. That's why the whole Street Fighter roster isn't on there. It's just like right. Ryu. You know, that's why there's not like Bison mm-hmm. and Blanca on there. That would be interesting. But we have our Street Fighter character. We have our Persona character. We have our Metal Gear Solid character. Um, and I guess now we have a Xenoblade character, even though we have... There's like three other ones. Yeah, and we have several, uh, obviously, um, the strategy Nintendo game. Uh, 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 Ta- oh, uh, Fire Emblem. Thank you, Fire I knew it was Fire something. Yeah, Fire Emblem. We have I've jumped like 300 Emblem hours characters. into it. Yeah. So, so they they're need to find a new franchise. I mean, the, the Nintendo franchises are running dry. My suggestion, what was the black and white game that came out for Wii that was like incredibly violent? Oh, Mad World. Mad World. Mad World. I love that Throw game. Throw a Mad World character into Smash, I'm in. Yeah, they, I'm saying this right now. Yeah, d- d- no tra- more heroes, maybe. Uh, no more heroes would be great. Yeah, throw throw uh, what's Tra- his name? Travis touchdown. Travis touchdown. I thought that was it, but it sounded too stupid. In it, my it, I, so I didn't the whole say game it is that dumb. Yeah, so dude, throw ta- Travis touchdown in there, man. That'd be a lot of fun. All oh right. yeah, T- Terry Bogard. Yeah. Also, thank you, thank you. Uh, let's see here. Animal Crossing is getting a Nintendo themed free DLC where you can basically make your perfect Mario Island. So warp pipes, all kinds of stuff. Honestly, I read about a lot of this online after Mm -hmm. that announcement happened. Mm -hmm. The only thing anybody cares about is these fucking warp pipes. Mm -hmm. They're like, I can put a warp pipe on one side of my island and on the other side of my island, and I don't have to walk for 15 fucking minutes. Yeah, uh, there's a thing in Stardew Valley. uh, Once you find totems, totems will get you to a certain area with just a click of a button instead of traveling there. Mm -hmm. It's a big fucking... It's a huge fucking deal. It completely changes the way you play the game. Um, just, just, just for so you know, um, it, it with when you're making all of the money in a year, you might make like half a million. Mm-hmm. There is a scepter that will just you, return by the way, back you, to your you, farm you, at any you, time that costs two million. Yeah, you're talking about a farming simulator. <laughs> yes, a farming simulator. Yeah. So, so it, it when you can travel. 
by clicks versus travel time, it changes everything. Mm -hmm. And so it's a big fucking deal to add warp pipes, and I'm sure that's all anyone cares about in Animal Crossing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD was announced uh, with a bunch of quality of life changes. Yeah. They made it so that you don't have to swing the the controller, because this was originally a Wii title. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't have to swing the controller anymore to do the motions. You still Mm -hmm. can if you want to, but they've attacked everything onto the second joystick. Um, They've cleaned up the camera angles a lot. Um, it sounds like they. It sounds like they really sat down with the remaster and said, like, how can we put this on the Switch, but how can we make it better? Yeah, and that was a big deal, especially because they did kind of come out and say, uh, "So hi, you probably recognize me from working on Zelda titles." No, I'm not here to talk about Breath of the Wild too. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Like just straight up apology to the audience at that point. He could have at least been like, "Metroid Four is not here either." <laughs> right? Like, can we just? <laughs> Let's just get this. They asked me to say it for them. They're not even going to show up today. They're, they, they're busy. They they should have just like introed with that. Like, look, guys, if you're here for Metroid for like Breath of the Wild two, it's it's not going to be here. Yeah, it has been like just a big blue four, <laughs> and then like circle cross. <laughs> um, a new, I can't believe I'm getting excited about this. A new game called Super uh, Super Mario. Or, I'm sorry, Mario Golf Super Rush. It's really hard to say. Yes. yes. Mario Golf Super Rush. I want to play this. Got shown. <laughs> I have never been this excited for a fucking golf game. Yeah, no, I would never play a golf game by myself. But give right. me the chance to play a golf game with my friends while Come, we run around and act like but fools. Like, so, so maybe we're not explaining this well enough because it is a multiplayer a golf game that you can that. play. But like when you're golfing with other people, you're not just taking your turns. You're doing it simultaneously, and when you're running to the next ball, you can just like beat the shit out of them. Yeah, <laughs> like this is a thing I would do in real life, given like all the money in the world. Yeah. It is rent out a golf course, get all of my friends to show up, get like super loaded, and then try to play a round of golf, like eighteen holes, oh. like no carts and one driver. Like no one has a putter, no one has everything. You and you have a club, and you have like. Like a backpack full of booze, and you were walking 18 holes, just horse playing and like trying to get the ball in the hole right. with as few strokes as possible while y'all dick around. That's this game. As yeah, far as that's I exactly what it is. And I am here for it. Like I, it, yeah, it's, it's hard to get post COVID. It's hard. It's <laughs> yeah, hard right? to be excited for golf, but I saw them running around on the on the golf course, like running into each other. And I'm like, oh my god, I might actually play this with my friends. Yeah, this I mean, looks like fun. I think there's an I think there's an online multiplayer, but I know that there is definitely local. And I'm like, that's a game that I would definitely buy and be like, all right, guys. Yeah, come over. Let's, let's all get loaded and just fucking play this. Yeah. Like, let's live stream it and just insult and each other while we're doing it. Even yeah. though uh, they removed the most of the uh, the motion controls from the Zelda one. You can use the motion yes. if you want to, to do the traditional yeah. Wii golf thing. You take your little nunchuck thingy yeah. and you golf it. And, and I would not do yeah. that because I am bad at golf. Also, golf is horrible most of the time. See, golf I really liked sport? Wii golf. Fucking kill me. Yeah, yeah. Like, Wii yeah. golf right. was fun as shit because you didn't actually have to do the actual golf movement. If you figured out you could just like snap your wrist a certain way, it realized it thought it was doing the whole thing. I fucking loved playing Wii golf. Just sitting there on the couch going, "What do you think?" Hole in one. We golf. <laughs> we golf. By the way, is the only is the very first video game I ever saw being played inside a bar. Really? Mm-hmm. How weird. Like outside of an uh, you know right, right, an cabinet yeah. in the corner or something. Right. Or they like had a, a console machine. There. Yeah, they had it, behind the bar a you know big flat screen, and they were like, if you want to play, you know, just let us know, and here's a controller, and there's fucking golf. You can also do. And there's like a line for it, right? <laughs> oh yeah. 
Jesus. Yeah, yeah, people would set up tournaments and shit. Wow, that is absolutely insane. So I am um, very much so looking forward to yes, I'm, I am this game. Weirdly <laughs> excited about a golf game. Uh, Fall Guys and Apex Legends got their big coming to Switch announcements. Yes. Wow, I was actually kind of blown away at how good Apex looked. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Fall Guys was an obvious one, yeah. and I'm glad it's there. You know, everyone. That was a, like, oh, it's about Gage. time. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Apex Legends. I was like, is this running on a Switch? Right. I was yeah. like, damn, this looks really fucking good. Yeah, and there's a lot about Apex Legends that's really important that has to do with how fast it is. Mm-hmm. So if they, yeah, the fact that they got that running and looking good on a Switch is yeah, huge testament. Absolutely. Uh, and they kind of wrapped up the whole show with this really crazy trailer for Splatoon 3. Yeah. Like, this trailer opens up, and it's, like, dystopian world. It's all browns and, like, grays. And there's, like, this character, like, like in a cloak. And you're like, when we were sitting there for, like, a good three minutes going, what the fuck game is this? Yeah, well, yeah. Like, we're all throwing out predictions. Yeah. Like, we're all on the couch together, like, doing Being this. Being confused. Yeah, we're just like, what the fuck is this? And then finally they, they throw the hood back, and it's, like, a Splatoon girl. And you start throwing paint everywhere. And I'm like... That was the most dramatic fucking trailer for like a multiplayer shooter game. Yeah, I think it's it's they're go expanding kind of what Splatoon is instead of it just being the multiplayer shooter, and I think that's kind of really cool. Yeah. I hope from what we saw in the trailer that that's you're, you're what hoping we're for like a single player Splatoon experience. Well, 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 from what I understand, oh no, I'm just Splatoon. I'm like the world they're we're building. Yeah, from what I understand, Splatoon has a very. Um, uh, has a pretty big following and it's all very young. Mm-hmm. So it, it, just expanding on it now is such a smart move, which mm-hmm. is why the franchise keeps going. Um, I, I, I mean, I hope they do well. I, I hope we they can all use more of this in our life. And please, children, if like it's a, it's a very multiplayer wholesome. shooters. <laughs> it's a whole We need game. you to like hold up, hold us up when we're old and you know <laughs> own us. When I'm in a retirement home in my 80s with my ten thousand dollar PC, <laughs> I need someone in their 30s to whoop my ass. I will be very sad if I'm kicking your asses when I'm 80. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we do need to talk about BlizzCon. So I think it's safe to say that there was a lot of letdowns with this year's BlizzCon. Mm. Um, the two things that everybody was waiting for, which were Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4, did not get release dates. Mm. No. It was that, and we were told in advance that was going to happen. Mm. And I said going into this BlizzCon, I'm like, this is the BlizzCon. They really need to fucking come out swinging. Yeah, have to. Like the last, the last couple of them still passed pissed at them from the last one. (laughs) Right. And the one before that. Yeah. Like they came out, you know, with Diablo Immortal, their mobile game. And they're like, everybody has phones, right? Like everybody wants to play Diablo on phones. And we were like, they have to do something big. Mm. And honestly, I think that this is personal opinion. This is not news. This is not hearsay. Mm. We were originally supposed to hear like some kind of date for Overwatch 2 this year. I I think Jeff Kaplan pushed back on that and said, it's not done yet. Mm -hmm. I hope so. And if we've learned nothing from this year, when somebody high up says, it's not done yet, maybe don't fucking release it. Yeah, we've all learned. We learned that lesson a lot in the last two years. Uh, like, Like a lot, a lot. It's been rough. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Blizzard used to be the champion of when it's done. So yes, they I, I, were. They so, were. So, so I really hope, like, Jeff is like, when it's done, guys, fuck <laughs> off. It's literally... Un- it's that- the only thing making money for Blizzard right now. Get out and let us work. Yeah. It's like, when it's done, it should be, like, carved into the side of the big plaque in front of Blizzard. Like, that's what they used to do. Mm-hmm. Like, when people would ask, like, hey, when StarCraft Two coming out? Like, eh. 
when it's done. Not sure. We're yeah. still working on it. We're going to get there at some point. Yeah. It'd be like, you know, if you walk up to a dude who's like sanding wood and making a table, he's like, hey, when's that table going to be ready? He's like, I don't know. When I fucking finish it. Mm-hmm. Get away. Technically, it's already it, a it, table. It, it is, it is slowing down right now when you ask me that question. So, you know, let me work. But I mean, like, it wasn't all horrible. I mean, it was it was pretty bad. Let's just let's be perfectly honest. It was there was a lot bad there. Yeah. Um, to celebrate thirty years of Blizzard, a giant milestone, which is why you think they have a giant BlizzCon this year. Mm-hmm. Thirty years of Blizzard. Um, they're releasing their most biggest game to date, the Blizzard Arcade Collection. Which is three games. Which is three games. <laughs> Remember, just I, I just and then I know that I'm being a little shitty, but when Sega launches a classic collection, there's like 37 games on it. Yeah. So the Blizzard Classic yeah. Collection takes the Lost Vikings Blackthorn, which is an amazing game by the way. Yeah. I love that game. Uh, and Rock and Roll Racing. I, I I'm an enormous fan. Uh, one of my first gaming experiences actually was uh, the Lost Vikings. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Bla- like, Blackthorn. Like, that's how we learned about like getting into like like putting. Codes into games to get to the next oh, level. Oh, cool! Like, like one of my very first gaming experiences was Lost Vikings. One of my first SNES experiences was Blackthorn, mm. and I one of the things that. I loved in Blackthorn was um, it's it's a two D. Uh, action game and it's like this dystopian future with orcs and all this shit nice. and like your character is a shotgun and one of the things that I, I love they did in Blackthorn that they've I've never seen in another game mm-hmm. is so the way if I remember it correctly when you're playing on the controller if you hit like L he sh- shoots forward if he's facing that way okay. but if you press R he puts the shotgun backwards does not turn around and then just fires Fucking slick. and I'm like why has this never been in another game? It this should be in every game. <laughs> Just say, I'm not looking, shoot behind me option. It was so good. Um, yeah, I mean, this is great and all. Uh, it feels like a little bit rough for, like, this is the 30 years of Blizzard. I understand they're trying to, like, go back into their history. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did a lot to the games. They did. There's, like, you play them in the original mode or play them in the remastered mode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, save states. Yeah, so it's got save states. any NES game. Right. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, th- th- it's a plus, and those games are out right now. You can go buy the Blizzard uh, arcade collection. But they right also now. gave them to you if you had any of the remastered works, I think uh, he I think said. So, like, yeah. if you had, uh, you know, Warcraft 1 Classic or, uh, what's the other one, Starcraft Classic, yeah. then I think he said that you got them. Yeah. I, I could be I, mistaken, I, but I think I'm not I heard sure. him say that. Um, so, Hearthstone, weirdly, which is a game that hasn't been out that long. I mean, I get that it's been out a while, but Hearthstone's getting a classic mode added to it. So Hearthstone, a card game like Magic the Gathering, has had many expansions. <laughs> okay, so I see what's going and on. And so what they're doing is saying, now we're going to put a classic mode into Hearthstone so you can only play with the original cards to make them relevant again. So WoW still has something like 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 6 million subscribers, right? Maybe more, maybe less, but that's that's the last number I remember seeing. Um, and then they released WoW Classic, and a whole bunch of people came back to relive their like thing that they... they Went big on the nostalgia train for World of Warcraft because, honestly, it was a big deal. Um, yeah, World of Warcraft Classic was a big deal. Formative part of my life. I didn't play WoW Classic because I didn't have a thousand hours, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I, I appreciated the gesture. I'm a little bit concerned that most of what Blizzard is doing right now is, lol, let's be classic. 
Yeah, it seems like a weird... Because we don't have any new ideas, let's just right. keep throwing and, and, out and, the and, old and, thing and, and, slightly it, better. Yeah, and, and I'm glad that uh, they brought out the classic games. Obviously, you wanted Blackthorn. I would love to play Lost Vikings again. Yeah. Um, I don't think the racing game is going to have legs. No. Because it has wheels. <laughs> wow, wow, yeah. wow. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm so sorry, stream. <laughs> but... <laughs> but um, Hearthstone hasn't been out very long. And the game, as far as I can tell, as far as CCG goes, CCG's go has only improved with it, time. It has. So, the one problem that Hearthstone what? is facing right now is there's another competitor in the background that's doing much better than uh, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe making a better CCG rather than being like, remember when our CCG, when you really liked it? You can play that again. Not yeah. all the improvements we've made. But, uh, but everybody's looking at Magic the Gathering, and everybody's playing Magic the Gathering. Yeah, and I don't mean to shit on the Blizzard segment, but just go play Magic the Gathering <laughs> online. It, the original, it, far superior it, 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 Magic game the that's done all Arena this is a client you can download to your tablet, to your PC. Um, there's a lot you can get for free. There's a lot you can buy. It is a huge, robust, interesting card game. It's the OG for a reason. Yeah. We wouldn't probably have Hearthstone if it wasn't for Magic. And no, it will be, certainly not. Yeah. We'll be getting um, 40K add-ons to Magic the Gathering yep. soon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's along a weird with, thing um, they're doing. Yeah. Another I mean, franchise. They've crossed become... things before, but like... Not to, oh, not oh to it's this the uh, Dungeons and Dragons yeah. inside Magic the Gathering. Because currently there is oh. Magic the Gathering Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Playable, but oh, they, they, now they're bringing that yeah. also in there. Hasbro's mm -hmm. making Magic the Gathering more uh, prevalent. Yeah. One of my favorite parts of Magic the Gathering, because I'm not that great at the actual game, has always been the lore and the characters. Mm -hmm. Because what they do is they design a really interesting character and then write the lore into it. And it's always really cool and good. Oh, and no, no, no. The, the lore of magic is really fascinating. I'm yeah. not, I, I, I've never gotten deep into it, but I played back in like beta and alpha. Yeah. And Didn't we? Wasn't stuff, Netflix uh, supposed to be putting, I think it was Netflix. So they were going to do a magic an animated, gathering series. animated series. I've been telling a friend of mine who's, and I was you like, know, Hell plays yeah. tournaments and drafts and used to do it live with people back when we could do that all the time. Hmm. I was always like, all I've ever wanted from Magic the Gathering as a franchise is a video game that I could play inside the universe that just that isn't like, the, that isn't the cards that that embraces the card game without trying to make me play cards. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, yeah. Like, can I please have that? Also, uh, uh, anyone listening? But yeah, just uh, Hearthstone Classic seems like a misstep. To me. It does absolutely. It, 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 as I come back, <laughs> they uh they did show a, a new trailer for Diablo Four, oh, and yeah. it was a trailer for the Rogue class, which yes, is a class I love that, that the Rogue is. We have not seen that class since Diablo One. Yeah. And I, for one, am super excited because when I played the original Diablo, that was my class. Rogue was hands down my class. Like, like I played plenty of Diablo 1. Mm -hmm. I don't remember any of it. When they showed the trailer for Diablo 2 Remastered, which we're going to get to, spoilers alert. <laughs> uh, when they showed the trailer for that, I was convinced. I was like, oh, they showed the Rogue. Are they doing Diablo 1 Remastered first? And I was watching the footage, and I was like, that could be Diablo 1. And it just super wasn't. <laughs> it was absolutely Diablo 2. And I was like, I don't remember Diablo 1. And oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And like a friend had to tell me, he's like, there were three classes in Diablo 1. Yep. I was like, what? And four with the unofficial expansion. Yeah. Which was done by Sierra Games. I'm gonna really go down that tangent if you let me, so I'm not gonna do that. Um, <laughs> but you were absolutely right because the worst kept secret in gaming mm -hmm. was Diablo 2 Resurrected. You're right. Um, it'll basically be coming to every platform. 
Um, it's actually built using the Diablo 2 base to keep it feeling like the original, uh, but it will be up res. They're going to be doing a whole lot with it. There's actually, excuse me, a really fascinating um, segment they did with the Diablo 2 staff. And they break down piece by piece what they kept, what got tossed, and what got added. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, it's all built off of the base. Okay. Um, right. Yeah. Like the, the original code still running underneath yeah, for the most part? Yeah. So you can play the game, and if you want to, flip it to the original assets, mm -hmm. you can. Almost like the... Uh, Almost exactly like the Master Chief collection with like Halo yeah. One and Two, yeah. where you can just like yeah, just switch it back to the old game if you want, right. and switch it forward. It's all there. But there's interesting things that they did where they talked about how when they did the remaster, you're not. It's not all one to one because they yeah. want because it's supposed to be running at 60 FPS. Right, and Diablo Two just so you ran at like 800 by 600 max yeah. at 25 frames per second. Yeah. That's how the game that game ran. And so now it's going to be running in 60 frames per second. They had to do a lot of things to kind of course correct for that mm -hmm. all the changes they had to be made but th that's one of the few things during blizzcon i was fascinated by was listening to the developer discussion huh who would have thought yeah um and they were one of the things they were talking about was like Tyrael's wings oh. and they were like that was a big point of contention for us like do we remake the wings or do we just like pull from the original file like we dug deep to like pull the original file out to like get the original wings because there's just a distinct movement to the way the wings flow. Yeah. And you just can't try and replicate that. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be really cool. It's, it's one of the few things that came out of BlizzCon. I'm like, yep, buying that day one. Yeah. About to lose my life to Diablo, rolling Necromancer day one because that was my class. Yeah, that's going to be a, a really interesting thing. And it's hard. I, like, I, I'll say to the developers, and I've, I know I've shit on Blizzard a lot tonight, but it's hard to remaster an asset that everyone has a lot of history with. And I'll mm -hmm. talk a lot about this uh, on Patreon if you watch our Final Fantasy episode. Yep. Um, we will definitely uh, that. About how animation translates to nostalgia, even in a very different form. But uh, the, it, it, everything about the Diablo 2 re remake looks like they tried their hardest to make you feel like it was the old game without it looking like the old game because the old game looks bad. It does. It does. Uh, what class are you going to roll day one? Hmm. Because I'm obtuse like this, probably a druid. See, druid was my my starting class. Oh no, no, I'm, druid, I'm, 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 I'm fucking lying my ass off. Necromancer. Yeah, it's a necromancer. Druid, druid was druid, druid was expansion. Yes, druid was expansion. Oh, by the way, if uh, it didn't have it in the notes, but the Diablo two remaster will have the expansion in it. Yes. Yeah, it's gonna be okay, the, good. Yeah. It'll be the entire experience. So mm -hmm. yeah, everything. Yeah, about. all I've ever wanted to do is be another necromancer. So yeah, there we are. Yeah, just a couple of necromancers. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's get into Sony. So we have a couple quick news items before we talk about today's state of play. Sony is winding down their oldest first-party developer, Japan Studio. Mm -hmm. uh, this studio made Ape Escape, uh, Knack, Gravity Rush. They also helped with games like Last Guardian and Bloodborne. Uh, Sony has said this is purely about money. Uh, the studio just wasn't making enough, and so many of those developers, they're not just cutting them loose, they're going to move to other Sony studios, uh, essentially. Mm. So uh, Sony Studios has absorbed a few things, I thought, and also... Sony Japan, oh man, they made Japan Studios made a lot. Japan Studios made a lot of amazing games over the years. And they have, but they just they're not putting in the revenue that they used to. Yeah, I mean, like when you talk about Bloodborne, they helped on Bloodborne, but mm -hmm. like really, that was mostly from software. Right? Yeah, of course, you know, they, they helped. Yeah, but like, but it was the, the bones all, and then and the meat. And, and, and I mean, and, and let's be fair, like Knack is a joke within the PlayStation community. Yeah, Knack is the. 
I mean, that's true. Yeah, if you're the studio that's making the tech demos, then you're yeah, the or you're the studio that's the tech demos. you're the one that helps out. You're not yeah. the studio that's making the game. You're the one that comes in and goes, "Okay, we know how to do this, or we can take your assets and just mm. throw man hours at it." I almost feel like they need to. We we need a better distinction than game studio. We need like a. Game well, factory. Well, well here, here's my example. There's right? a lot of game factories. Yeah. Out there. Here's my example, right? If you're gonna make a Marvel movie, you're like, okay, so we know comic books. We got our actors. We got ILM for CG. Um, we need to do our stunts. They don't reinvent the wheel. They don't like, oh, we need to figure out how to do all of these stunts. Let's you know start from scratch. They're like, we need a stunt company. All right, here's a stunt company that does stunts. They're going to come in. They're going to send us people. Mm -hmm. They're going to help choreograph our stunts. A lot of the times, they're going to pull them off for us in mm -hmm. CG outfits with you know that we can map shit onto. Mm -hmm. This is what we need for stunt work to make it simple, efficient, and easy, and clean, and nobody gets hurt. Game studios could very well do, like, we need physics in this game. Right. Someone get us some physics, or somebody get us some mocap, or somebody get mm -hmm. us some goddamn... I don't know, lighting effects. But, yeah, but you know, if you have a great idea for a game and these people can come in and like look at your engine and like be experts on what you need, we need some of that. That'd be a great thing for the gaming industry to do instead of calling everything a studio. Right. But right now, as it, as it stood, Japan Studio really was kind of relegated to the, all right, From Software is going to be making a Souls-like game on our console. You're now consultants. Come in and show how to optimize it for our hardware. Mm -hmm. Go. Um, and that's, that's a sucky place to be because a lot of them are passionate game developers. So here's hoping that with the disbanding of this particular department, while sad, they get to go on and make some really cool things that they're excited about instead of just, you know, having to yeah. be, you know, polish other people's shit. Yeah. And I think that that's the best outlook you can really have for this. And Sony's did say that these people, a lot of them are going to other yep. studios within the company already. Which is way more than you can say for yeah, American that's, companies. Oh, yeah. Um, Sony also said this week that they're going to continue publishing more games directly to PlayStation Plus, like they did with Bug Snacks. So if you weren't aware, when Bug Snacks came out day one, if you were a PlayStation Plus member, you got Bug Snacks. Mm. Like that was, and it was very nice. Yeah, mm -hmm. you got to snack on some bugs. Everybody mm -hmm. was very excited about it. We did an entire episode about it. It gets dark. Yeah, but Bucks next, yeah, it's, uh, you're going to go on a journey. I'll yeah. tell you what. Um, but this is really cool. We actually kind of heard some of this, um, not to jump ahead too much, but this is one of the things that we heard uh, during the Oddworld announcement. Mm -hmm. Right, today. that you get it day and day, day and date uh, on PlayStation Plus. Yeah. And I couldn't be more excited because I was going to buy that game. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't. But you know what? You know what it is? Is I was going to buy that game to play it, but I was probably going to wait for a sale or something because there are always bigger games in a 2D platformer coming out, no right. matter how much nostalgia you have with it. I was going to like get it on sale and dive into it maybe three to six months after it launched. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm getting it day and date, I, the day it comes out, I'm going to download it and fire it up because why not? Yeah. And that's, that's awesome. I'm happy for the game. I'm happy for me. Yeah. Everybody's happy. All right, so let's get into the mm -hmm. Sony state of play then. Yeah. Um, so let's jump right in. At the very beginning, we got to see more about Crash Bandicoot, mm -hmm. right? So this is the new upcoming Crash Bandicoot sequel. Uh, looks beautiful. They talked a lot about the PS5 upgrades, mm -hmm. uh, the story update, it, you know, 4K running at 60 FPS, um, how there's going to be activity cards to track your progress of things that you do in the game. So if you walk away from the game for a while and you come back and you're like, oh, what are these trophies I was working on? Oh, I can look this up here and it says these are the th activities to do. Um, they said that, I believe they said that 
that your PS4 game has an upgrade option to the PS5, but they yeah. didn't specify what that is yet. Yeah, a, a lot of studios are trying to figure out how that works, and what they're what a lot of them thankfully are realizing is that you shouldn't charge for it. But but it, it, they're still like, do we do crossplay? Do we do save transfers? Like, mm-hmm. what do we do? Uh, and that wording is definitely going to come up a couple times as we talk about this, so just mm-hmm. keep that in mind. Um, they showed more of Returnal was the next thing they showed. Yeah. So, uh, so just describe yeah, it, describe Returnal because it's yeah, a, it's a so, weird. So concept. Returnal reminds me a lot of a game I've talked about on the show before called Risk of Rain. Um, Risk of Rain, the first one was 2D, second one was 3D, is a roguelike game in that the levels. Uh, themselves are mostly the same there are a few variations on each level but they're for the most part the same and there is a sequence of them like you have your jungle level then your desert level then your ice level with a little bit of variation as they progress but the enemy placement and the difficulty uh well the enemy placement is always procedurally generated just based on what you're doing in that level and what spawns around you the difficulty goes up the longer you play not the further you advance so you could be on the first level for a really long time trying to gain, say, new weapons and new attributes um, that spawn randomly, that add to your damage potential. But by the time you get to level two, the game could be on the hardest difficulty it has. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to make it to the end. So it's kind of a risk-reward. Do I stay here and buff or do I continue on to the next level because I think I'm ready for it and there are better rewards in that one than this one? Uh, this game will suck all of your time out of your life. It is so much fun and so snappy. I'm talking about Risk of Rain. Uh, so much fun and so snappy and so well made that I suggest everyone listening to me right now play it. The reason I bring it up is because Returnal reminded me a lot of Risk of Rain in that it seems like I'm not sure about the levels, but the enemy placement seems very procedurally generated. The enemy uh, they, design... Tony, you, you said they confirmed that the enemies... Are, and levels both change every time you reset. Yeah, so yes, every time you so. play, the um, the levels reset mm-hmm. entirely. So yeah. unlike when so Bloodborne robot. or something where they reset literally that but it's in the same monster spot. will spawn yeah. in that same exact spot. Right. In this it, case... It's more like Hades where things are just Yeah, it's the there. enemies are... Their number and volume will change and their dispersal is completely randomized according to whatever their system is right Right. and so the thing that struck me most about this when it comes to comparing it to risk of rain was how interesting and unique the enemy design was it all looks very alien it looks like something you'd never seen before the attacks are interesting and come out of nowhere and are surprising uh but it's like the how do I put this? Risk of Rain was a very indie title. Even the 3D one, the second one, um, it's very simple art. Very, very cool, very interesting game design. I love that studio. This game looks like they took that game and gave it a triple-A polish job. You know, everything looks beautiful. There are particles everywhere. It looks like it loads incredibly fast on the PS5. Um, I cannot wait to play this game. That's a day one for me. And so it's basically kind of like a horror sci-fi mm-hmm. roguelike is kind of what I, I had. Yeah, that's what I'm for. getting out of it too, with yeah. a lot of different types of weapons that do different things based on the upgrades you do to them. The one thing I noticed that was kind of weird for me about it was that it's a third-person game, mm-hmm. except for there was a scene where the main character, she walks into a house and it goes to first person. Right, so they were, uh, that seems like there is a... Um, 
almost a game within a game. I actually had to rewind that part of the uh, state of play because while I was watching it, I turned my head away for a second and it came back and I saw that it was first person in a house and like, oh, here I am back again. And then it cuts away and I was like, was 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 that the house from PT? What the fuck is going oh, right. on? <laughs> like, like, what did I just see? And I rewound. It's like, no, it's just her in her house in first person. But I was like, oh, my God, what is happening? Trust me, you would have seen in the chat if yeah. I if it had been something for PT. I, my, the neighbors would have known that it was something for PT because I would be screaming. Honestly, at that's that all point. we'd be talking about. That's yeah. all. The entire episode the, the, the would be. The show us. would be called Something Happened with PT. <laughs> right. Um, they showed their other their dodgeball game, Knockout City. Yeah, it's this kind of dodgeball meets Jet Set Radio kind of thing. Very yeah, stylized. It, it, it looks very much like a uh, Rocket League, or their latest one was like Racing All Stars or something like that. Racing All Stars was um, undercooked. It, it it's a perfectly fun game for about two hours, and then you've pretty much you're done with it. Um, Sony keeps trying to make these. They keep trying to recreate to Rocket League. They keep trying to have their own Fortnite. And they're actually getting better and better at it. But, I mean, it, uh, I'll play this one too, especially if it comes for free on uh, PlayStation Plus. Uh, but, you know, it, well, if, if it's super fun, trust me, I'll tell you. All right. Uh, this is one of the more interesting titles that was shown, which was uh, Sifu. Yeah. Martial arts third person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to describe the game because we didn't get to see too much of it. We saw a straight up like rip off of old boy yeah. where the main character like walks out into a hallway and then just like fights a bunch of dudes. Yeah. In a very narrow hallway. But then like we also got to see this character age yeah. while we were quite a bit. Yeah. Like he went from being very young to very old. Mm-hmm. So like is aging a, a thing? At it looks like it's a game? mechanic. Uh, the camera angles, by the way, in this third person fighting game look incredibly cinematic. It wasn't always like over the shoulder third person, like he was going to pick up a gun. It would transfer like in the hallway based on which direction you were facing. It would be like under his left arm if it was a good angle for the punches he was throwing. It looked very interesting as far as like visually. Yeah. And the fighting system looked really interesting too. But uh, yeah, I, we know next to nothing about it. Yeah. Uh, next up, they showed a game called Solar Ash. We've seen it a couple times before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hector, you know the studio that made Yes. Uh, Solar Ash made uh, one of my favorite indie it's a games heart of the last like 10 years. Yeah, Heart Machine. Yeah. Um, which, uh, fun fact, uh, Alex Preston, the head of Heart Machine, has a, uh, a congenital heart issue, I believe. And one of the reasons he ma- he uh, did... Um, his first game as a as, as like as a studio and making a whole game it was one of the most uh, popular uh not patreon the uh, uh, uh kickstarter thank you kickstarter uh, uh game funds that ever happened because he had an incredible trailer and he showed off this game called hyperlight drifter and i bought it immediately and waited 2 years for it to come out and it was an amazing game you could tell that the studio and this creator had nothing but promise but oh i digress the reason he named his studio Heart Machine and the reason that he made the game was because he had time because he was recovering from whatever they did to make his heart work. <laughs> the literal heart machine. The, the literal heart machine. Yeah. So, yeah, and I, I just love the studio and I couldn't wait to see what the next thing they did was and they gave him a whole WTF is on the PlayStation State of Play to just talk about his game Solar Ash and it was really touching to me. So it's a... Th- very highly stylized three platformer. It's very speed based. Yes. There's lots of vibrant colors. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, uh, it has these like Shadow of Colossus boss fights in there. Yeah. 
So the thing that stood out with Hyperlight Drifter, especially for a fir- for a studio's first game, was how snappy everything was. This game was all about how it controls and how it feels to play, and everything else you could tell came second or third. Uh, that looking at Solar Ash and the the trailer they showed today, this seems like the same thing. Like they obviously didn't spend a ton on graphics, even though it's not very stylized and beautiful. It's not like you know amazing 4K textures everywhere. Well, like, I remember Tony came in while the trailer was going on, and he was just like staring at it. It like, is beautiful. Yeah, shit. don't get yeah. me wrong. It is a beautiful looking game. It just doesn't look like you know God of War or anything like that. Is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like it's still an indie game with indie sensibilities, but the movement looks absolutely AAA. Nice. Uh, next up, they had a Five Nights at Freddy game called Security Breach. Yeah, this is a very much not your mom's Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> it looks very different gameplay-wise and really, really interesting. I don't um, know that much about the series of the fact that it's wildly yeah, popular. Yeah, horror series, um, there are a bunch because the creator just kind of wanted to create a, um extended moving uh, mystery uh, series and he did it with horror games that were um, easy to make and it's really cool and it has a huge following because he dumped easter eggs and mysteries into every frame of that game so that people could go through and be like oh my god if I take the pattern from the number I dialed into the phone and t- dump it into these wall tiles something happened <laughs> like like it's, it's nuts how deep this stuff goes so giving it what we saw in the trailer, which was like a very open world, almost museum-esque access to this world, instead of a frame-by-frame, almost mist-esque, like moving through a place with a horror setting. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what he made, because he hasn't made a Five Nights in a long time. And really? we all thought that meant that he was done, mm-hmm. but he it mm-hmm. looks like he was just working on something really big. Cool. All right. And those games are terrifying, by the way. <laughs> Uh, next up, we're, we're almost at the end here. Uh, we've got uh, Kina Bridge of Spirits, which is going to be coming out on August 24th. It's a third-person platformer, very Asian feel to it. This is a nature has overrun the world, kind of a la uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but picture like Horizon Zero Dawn, but with Pixar art. Yeah, like with, with cute magic and, you know, animals that talk. Yeah, yeah. little Studio Ghibli thrown in there. Mm-hmm. It looked fun. Yeah, it yeah. looks very interesting. I, I can't t- wait to see what it's like. I'm not saying I'm going to like pick it up day one or anything, but uh, it looks cute. It looks really cute. Yeah. We saw another trailer for Deathloop. Yeah. Like yep. the 50th trailer. Yeah, the, 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 there's a lot of trailers for Deathloop. Uh, don't watch any of them. It's a game about solving puzzles. <laughs> a, we are in the Deathloop. Yeah. It's the Deathloop of Deathloops. There's so and we're just constantly Deathloop. watching the trailer for yeah. Deathloop. It, yeah. it'll, it'll come out eventually. And we'll all it's Arcane and we'll Studios' like, oh, first person, the people that brought you Dishonored. We've talked about it a lot on the show because it's been brought up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the trailer, essentially, that they showed during State of Play is what I called affectionately as the uh, title song trailer. Yeah, it very much looked like mm-hmm. the opening to a James Bond movie. Yeah, yeah that was definitely the theme song. They yeah. said the Death- name a lot. A lot. Yeah, I was kind of waiting for the for the singer to just break out into Snake Eater. I was thinking that too because they sounded so similar. I'm like, is she gonna bust on the Snake Eater at some point? So it was like, like, like just fucking like like a solid snake just coming around the corner. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, last thing. Last but not least, that happened in this PlayStation State of Play. One this small is, bit of news left. One small bit of news left to talk about. Final Fantasy VII remake. So let's get into the. Uh, the, the basics. Mm. Um, if you own Final Fantasy VII Remake on the PlayStation 4, you will get a free upgrade to the PlayStation 5 version. Mm-hmm. The PlayStation 5 version will have texture upgrades. Mm-hmm. 
uh, goes up to 60 frames per second. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to have this kind of great dynamic lighting to it. Um, it'll be in 4K. They're adding a something they call classic mode. I'm assuming it's so you could play it like the original game. Play it like in a turn-based sort of way. Yeah, I think you play in the original mode. Uh, photo mode. Yeah, photo mode. Is, it's a beautiful is, game. Everybody loves that. Uh, again, PS5 upgrade completely free. Um, then they showed a trailer for a new DLC for the Final Fantasy VII remake, in which Yuffie, a character who did not previously show up in this part of the original game, mm -hmm. now shows up. Yeah, you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, I was here too. Yep, I was here the whole time, guys. Yep. Mm, can change. Yep. We're here for it. Yeah, and th th that's been the most, and we'll talk about this more on our show, <laughs> that's been the most interesting thing about Final Fantasy VII Remake is seeing who shows up where they're not supposed to be and Red wondering why. Yeah, <laughs> um, and, and definitely that will be something that we have for our Final Fantasy VII uh broadcast. Mm -hmm. That being said, though, one of the questions that's been left up in the air um, that we don't have an answer to, unfortunately, is we the trailers gave us the impression that the uh, Yuffie update for a DLC for the Final Fantasy VII remake are going is going to be PS5 only, yeah. which raises the question, because Final Fantasy VII remake is going to be getting a free upgrade to the PS5. Are the later installments of Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake going to be PS5 only? And I know this is rumor and speculation territory, but we're also kind of pseudo and Bosch room, so I just wanted to kind of your guys' thoughts on it. If it is, or if it, that's a good idea. Um, I mean, if I were Sony, I wouldn't want to keep releasing games for PS4 just because I wanted to move on. But at the same time, uh, we've said a few times no one can get a PS5, and that is not going to get any better anytime soon, as far as we can tell. So, in fact, it might be getting a lot worse very soon, based on recent news about chip manufacturers. So, I'm not sure what their move is going to be. I'm not sure what their move originally was. If their move originally was PS5 only, we need to, you know, stop development for the old console. Or if it was, this is one of our biggest install bases, we need to keep releasing games for this. I don't know. Sony's always kind of a mystery box on this one, specifically because of the PlayStation 2 and how long they were releasing PlayStation 2 games after the PlayStation 3 That's came true. out. So I don't know. What do you think, Tony? Uh, a, my favorite thing about this uh, Final Fantasy VII DLC for seasonal content is it allows us to uh, pimp out the Patreon more. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> uh, thank you for that. Um, I... It's fine. Do you, it's okay, Tony. It's okay to not be a fan of Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. I know everyone is, but it's okay to not be. I don't like mobile games. But he's, he, watched, yeah. he watched me play a lot of the remake. I, I watched a lot of the remake, and, and I was looks, like, looks this, this, it, it looks like fun. It suffers from being Final Fantasy VII and the having to have all these characters that I do not care about and having to play as them and do powers and bullshit. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that bullshit. It's why I liked 15, because you just, right. it's you, you just go do the thing. Yeah. Fucking, I hate when you have to micromanage 17 other fucking people's bullshit. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Right. <laughs> Understandable. And uh, yeah, it's one of those things that when you kind of look at it, it's just a, it, it's a logical progression that we'd take Final Fantasy VII Remake and try and just move it over to the PS5. My only concern about that, like you said, Hector, was really just 
ability of being able to get a hold of one right now. Yeah, I feel like if uh, when it comes to Final Fantasy VII Remake Two or whatever they're going to call it, yeah, when we get the next quarter of the story in the game, um, whenever that happens, depending on if it's next year or in twenty twenty five. Um, that'll de- that will make the decision for them on whether or not it's going to be on PS4. I think. Yeah, I think it. The this last year has fucked up not only production schedules of the actual units of yeah. PS5s, but also how the games are made entirely. And you can see that they're working with a new idea of how they're going to treat Final Fantasy seasons. Mm-hmm. That if we're going to get these characters in different places, little mini DLCs for each seasons, you see that they're working for a bigger idea. Right. And, and remember that this is exactly how, uh, speaking of Square Enix, mm-hmm. this is exactly how Hit- the last Hitman game came out. It came out in episodes that eventually became a complete game. And you could buy it per episode, or you could buy the full game and wait for it to come out, or you could play each season, mm-hmm. uh, each episode as it came out. Um so, I mean, they've pioneered this model already. I think they're just trying to figure out what to do with it because of COVID, of the COVID of it all. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's Wonder Woman 1984, isn't it? It's, it's how yeah. do we release this? Yeah. Yeah. We have to release it. We got we to gotta move on. How do we do it? And it's, and it's gonna really going to be, think about it, in three years, they are not going to want to keep having games coming out for the PS4. No. Yeah. No, they will but not. But at the rate and the way things are working right now, that's going to be the case. Yeah. Now, that's where we were supposed to be wrapping up the show there. My final notes were, hey, let's talk about Final Fantasy VII. Uh, and then Brooklyn busted into the chat. And he's like, by the way, did you hear about the Square Enix announcements after the show? Yeah. Uh, so apparently Square Enix announced a Final Fantasy VII Battle Royale that's supposed to be coming to mobile this year. It's one of the announcements. Okay. The other announcement <laughs> is a, a game called Ever Crisis that's coming to mobile in 2022. Um, it's supposed to be a compilation game. Uh, it lists Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy Advent Children, Final Fantasy Before Crisis, Final Fantasy Crisis Core, and Dirge of Cerberus Final Fantasy VII uh, as all playable games within this game. Um, from the trailer, it kind of looks like you'll be playing a little bit of each of these stories. Um, I, don't, I don't think they're the full game. Maybe I'm mistaken. Um, we, we're going to need some more information from Square Enix to kind of how the whole thing works, essentially. Also, isn't Advent Children a movie? Advent Children is the movie. So I'm, I, I, th- yes. I think, I, I'm almost positive it's the movie, they, the CG movie they made in like 2000 and something. Three? Could be three, could be seven. Yeah, three or seven. I think it's either the three or seven. Yeah. Plus, there's another game <laughs> called like Final Fantasy VII, like the first soldier, which is another like mobile thing that they're doing with that one. And it's like, before the soldier units have been created, like this is the first guy who entered into the program. Um, Ever Crisis, they're saying it's a chapter-structured single-player experience that covers the whole Final Fantasy VII timeline, mm-hmm. including events of the original game. So this seems like it's going to be a greatest hits. This yeah, isn't. This isn't. Sure. This isn't going to be. If you want to play Crisis Core, this is the game that you that you will give you Crisis Core. Right. It'll be like. We'll give you like the sad ending and like that's what you get. Like that's yeah. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a greatest hits of the whole thing. Um, whether or not you're going to be super into that is going to be kind of whether or not you want to play these games on mobile or not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that being said, like Square Enix is definitely taking the 
uh, Final Fantasy VII Mantle and running with it. Maybe remake Rise's Core. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe do that. But, but we'll talk about that more on our Final Fantasy VII podcast that we'll yes, be doing on will. Patreon. Um, and, and I think that's everything we've got for the news. So until next week, Tony, where can they find us? Uh, Patreon.com slash TheSterlingNerd, TheSterlingNerd.com, at TheSterlingNerd, info at TheSterlingNerd.com. Y'all know the platform. Yeah, that's. I, I'm, I appreciate you. We we are on them. Yeah, yeah. Give us a rating or review or some shit. I know the the new. Uh, <laughs> I know the entire episode was news this week, but good lord, there was so much to talk about. So much. Seriously, news. if there's is there anything you want to talk to me about, just hit me up at the silly nerd. I pretty much got my Twitter open all day at work when I'm, you know, not working. When, uh, yeah. Always working. All always the time. working. Um, but I will definitely respond to you. Um, that is everything we have for the show this week. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to everybody that is uh, in our live stream. And thank you to all of our patrons uh, who have actually subscribed to our show. It really does mean the world to us. If you can recommend or if you like what we're doing, recommend our show to a friend. That means the absolute world to us uh, just to get that recommendation. Until next week, for Tony, this is James. For James, this is Tony. And I'm Hector. Adventures, good night. And good game.